Hello everybody and welcome back to the world of investing. In this episode, I'm going to be further discussing one of the ownership investments that I previously touched on in the last episode, and that ownership investment is stocks. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about how to actually make money off stocks. That's my first priority. My second topic of discussion is stock market and indexes, and I'll later explain what those actually are. Um, third is how to actually buy and sell stocks. This is how you're actually going to make money off stocks. And lastly, the keys to success for stocks. With this information, I want to highlight that stocks are significant in building wealth long term. Um, I want to devote one whole episode, a whole episode of helping you build knowledge and gaining a better understanding of the value behind stock investments because truly it is one of the best long-term investments when you're looking to make a profit and gain money. Alright, to start off, how to actually generate money and profit off of stock investments. The two ways are dividends and appreciation. So, a dividend is... To define what a dividend is, it's a distribution of some of a company's profit to their shareholders. And just to clarify, a shareholder is an owner of shares in a company, so someone who invests in a company. The distribution process and the amount of money that a company distributes is determined by the company's board of directors. It's common that stocks pay dividends, however, some do not. For example, some companies that experience significant growth reinvest most or all of their profits right back into their company. The companies that do pay dividends pay them to their shareholders quarterly, which means every quarter of the year. And dividends usually pay out every quarter, but some companies obviously can decide to pay their shareholders, for example, every month semi-annually or even annually so halfway through the year or at the end of the year you're semi-annually and annually so regarding how dividends work and i guess clarifying the process i'll provide a, a short example so a dividend is paid per share of stock so let's say you own 50 shares in a company and that company pays $2 in quarterly cash dividends. This means you will receive $100 of those shares from those dividends every quarter of the year. Because 50 times the $2 is $100. And you'll receive those dividends every quarter because the company pays those dividends quarterly. Alright, um, next, the second way to generate profit from stocks is appreciation. So I defined appreciation in the previous episode, but I'll quickly clarify what it is again. So in stocks, appreciation is the increase in price of a share. You make money off of stocks with the price per share of a stock that you invest in increases and becomes greater than what you originally bought it for. 
the profit that you make off of stocks or the money that you lose is only on paper until you sell it. When a stock is, I guess, quote unquote, on paper, this means that you do not yet officially lose or make money. When you add the appreciation and dividends together, you arrive at your profit, otherwise known as total return. A quick side note, the profit, um, of course, is taxed or most stocks are taxed when you, I guess, cash it out. So you make less money than initially perceived. So I guess it's it's pretty important to plan ahead and prepare for this, knowing that you'll make less money than initially perceived. Alright, when talking about stocks and investing in companies, the term stock market commonly comes up. So, what is the stock market? The United States stock market is not an actual physical location. It's actually a, a venue where buyers or investors, so us, buy the stocks from the sellers, which would be public companies, and they're selling ownership in their company for money. The U.S. stock market is composed of basically all public companies in the United States. Those companies that decided to sell ownership, of course. So, the performance of the U.S. stock market is based on the performance of various companies. If these companies are successful, then the stock market is in turn successful. The performance of a stock market is tracked by indexes, which are statistical measures of change, such as the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Many people commonly base the performance of the U.S. stock market on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. However, it, it's also um, criticized, and the reason for this is because it only represents 30 companies out of the many companies in the United States, so there's a lack of the number of companies represented and also the diversity of the companies. The selected companies also are not the largest in America, but they're just believed to best represent, I guess, economic diversity. On the on their side, I guess it's their view of which companies best represent the economy of the United States. And some people think that's controversial. And so there are other major indexes, of course, and I'll provide some examples. The Standard & Poor's 500. So that index is composed of 500 large companies. So it more is representative of the large companies in the U.S. Another major index is... Russell 2000, and that's 2,000 smaller companies, so of course it's more representative of the smaller U.S. companies. Um, Wilshire 5000, that's another index. It's, I guess, most representative of the whole U.S. market out of these. It, uh, it actually doesn't, it's not composed of 5,000 companies. It actually tracks just under 3,500, but these companies are of all sizes, ranging from small, medium, and large. Um, I guess lastly, 
the NASDAQ index. So it's a technology tilted index. So it's not nearly diversified as other indexes due to the technological aspect, of course. Um, it does include companies of different sizes. So I guess that's one way it is diversified. Some of these companies are, or I mean, a lot of them are well known. So, um, I'll give some examples. I guess such as Apple, Amazon, Google, uh, Microsoft, and they're just many of the major technological compi companies in the U.S. So using indexes provides you with an idea of how some stocks perform in comparison to others, to like small companies to large companies. They also allow you to measure the performance of your stock. So based on the type of stock you have, if you invest in mostly large companies, for example, you can look at the S&P 500 and compare your stock to that. Um, I guess expecting around the same performance, I'd say. Um, indexes, they basically provide you with a feel of the economy, specific parts of the economy to be exact, showing whether it's doing poorly or not. And this can help you determine at what time to invest. So, I guess, for example, if the stock, or if the economy, rather, has significantly decreased, um, for, like, the large company aspect or even the small company aspect, I guess that would motivate you to invest because you want to, your goal is making money, so you want to invest when these stock costs a low price rather than a high price. Alright, so when talking about stocks and the fact that they are one of the best long-term investments, one of the first steps to actually making a profit, of course, is buying the stock. So, I guess the question is, how do you buy the stock? Um, when buying and selling stocks individually, you will most likely need to go through a brokerage firm, which essentially is a firm that buys and sells stocks on behalf of their clients. So you, in this scenario. Um, you can essentially choose which companies to invest in deciding yourself or with the financial advisor and have the brokerage firm execute um, your order or yeah which uh, company you decide to invest in when you want to sell the stock you just go through the brokerage today most people use online brokerages to buy and sell stocks so this process um, goes without being said occurs online and not through, I guess, the conventional way of actually calling a brokerage firm and speaking to a stockbroker. When attempting to build a considerable amount of wealth off of stocks, it's not advised to try to predict the economy because doing so consistently is extremely hard, almost impossible. I'd say it's impossible. Um, you can't predict when a dramatic increase occurs, and the same for a dramatic decrease. So, 
the most efficient way is to build a large diversified portfolio and regularly feed money into it. And this way you're not relying on a single company or a single type of company. By building and diversifying your portfolio, you are building your investments and in increasing your chance of making a good profit long term. So to reiterate the keys to building wealth long term, diversifying, enlarging your portfolio, and also not trying to predict the stock market. Also, it's important to build knowledge before investing in a company so you're not blindly investing. Also, I want to highlight that risks, of course, need to be taken. I mean, not necessarily extremely significant risks, but you just have to be willing to sacrifice your money with the goal of making more money in the end. And nothing is guaranteed, so there's a possibility of losing your money, but truly there is a good possibility of making profit when following these keys to success in the long term. Okay, this concludes this episode. I hope I helped you gain a better understanding of stocks in the stock market, as it is my goal to ultimately simplify investing. Thank you.